0: Welcome, 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 podcast listeners. You are here with your host, Mister Budget Pedal Chap. You are uh, here at episode number two eighty-two of the Fret Talk podcast. You're joined this week by Mister Matt Quine. Say hi, Matt. Hi, Matt. Yes. I wondered why my voice was really quiet this week. It's because my uh, my channel on the um, on the DAW is about fifty percent of what it usually is. <laughs> so, crisis averted I thought shit I'm recording really quietly I'm not I, I just decided to <laughs> fuck with the settings down <laughs> yeah just just to make things a little bit a little bit more difficult on myself just to like <laughs> make me think something's wrong but there we go I mean that is the that's the plan for today I um as you can probably hear listener I'm not very well I I thought I was getting better like since last uh, last podcast and the probably two and a half hour editing job that I had to do <laughs> getting rid of all of the coughs from like all of us me Matt and Josh
1: yeah we're, we're all, all pretty ill
0: yeah <laughs> so it like it extended my uh editing a little while I was I was feeling chipper I was like by by Monday this week I was yeah let's let's get this it's gonna be a good podcast this week I'm I'm all, all good. And then last night, my body decided, no, we've got to go for round two of this absolute fucking stinker of a cold. <laughs> so, here we is. Here we yeah. is. Oh, so episode number 282 of the Threats Podcast. Matt, 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 Matt.
1: How are you, Mama? I'm good. I'm very good. I have picked up... So, we talked last week about how I was going to buy a Fender... Robert Cray, Stratocaster with a hardtail bridge. Indeed, indeed. so, so how are,
0: I went. To... <laughs> how is that? How is that Fender, Robert Cray?
1: Um, so, so I went today from my house at lunchtime to the local uh, carrier service that deals with all of your branded carrier services: DPD, FedEx, all of the, all of those DHL. All of those ones come to one company on the Isle of Man called Manx Independent Carriers. So I went to their depot because they tried to deliver a guitar yesterday um, and uh, there was nobody in, so they weren't going to do it. Um, and in the box that this guitar came in, it was a Fender box and inside that box was another Fender box.
0: <laughs> Very good.
1: And inside that <laughs> was not a purple <laughs> Robert Cray strap oh. because
0: oh so you went for the silver one because it was a bit cheaper <laughs> I'll, I'll
1: get you okay no 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 so basically yeah I, I looked at the the um the purple one and i rang up the the shop that was selling the purple one they're like really sorry but the, literally the minute we posted it somebody said they wanted to come in and try it the saturday after no the saturday before the last podcast released um and they they bought it <laughs> so that well, was gone it was never um, meant to be and the silver one was HSS, so I didn't go for that either. Oh, okay. <laughs> so um, I, you know, was doing what everybody does when they can't get the guitar they want. They scour the internet for other guitars that they've been talking about for the last 18 months. Mm-hmm. And I was on Reverb, and it was lunchtime. No, probably lunchtime at work, I would say, I think.
0: Yeah, well, I'm pretty I'm... sure it was. And So you finally <laughs> snagged yourself that Gary Clark <laughs> Jr. we were talking about.
1: <laughs> no, no, it's not an Epiphone. I, uh, I, I was scaring the, the internet, and I saw for the same price as the Robert Gray, I saw a triple single coil Nick Johnston white Strat. Yes, which is in in my with with a ebony heart, ebony fretboard, which in my opinion is the best finish that they do. The, the the I don't know what the white they call it. It's the same as Arctic White the Fender do, but it's officially not because. It's not Fender, even though it's a Fender-owned company. I think Schecter. Are they? I'm pretty sure, I'm pretty sure they're under the. I think. Yeah, I think pretty sure it's Gretsch and Schecter. Okay. I might. I it's it's
0: not Arctic White because that would that would be confusing.
1: Yeah. So whatever Arctic White is, but yeah, it's that with a mint pit guard, which I thought might irk me, but actually, I think it looks really cool. Yeah. And it's yellowed or aged. Aged pickups and knobs and the pickup selector, whatever you call the thing on the end of that. Yeah, the bell end. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Yeah, aged bell end. <laughs> <laughs>
0: but uh, yeah, so that's a
1: description I, of me.
0: I, that is. <laughs>
1: but yeah, I so I went out and uh, picked that up today, and oh my god, just incredible! I just yeah,
0: f- everything it, you've f- hoped for and more.
1: Yeah, I pulled out the box, and obviously it's been in warehouses in the UK and the Isle of Man for probably the last five days, six days. So absolutely freezing cold. Like it was getting, you know, how they get a little bit damp when they come out into the warmth. So I was just like, you know what, I'm just going to leave that next next to the sofa on a stand. Just leave it. And I went back to it an hour later, and it acclimatized, and picked it up, and had a like 20 minute noodle in my I say in my lunch break it was in another break that I decided to take because I had a guitar here <laughs> <laughs> yes Um. yeah and just yeah it it just plays so well it's it's very different to a Mexican Stratocaster
0: <laughs> oh yeah yeah very much like Mexican Stratocasters are they're still towards that kind of vintage leaning aren't they it's like a modern accoutrements but it's it's very much taken its um taking its cues from the the traditional Fender style.
1: Yeah, and this is like all of the things that you want from a traditional Fender in that, you know, you've got your three single coils. Yeah. And you've got the shape. But instead of having the stupid jack socket built into the body that I absolutely hate, the jack <laughs> socket is, you know, where a jack socket should be in every guitar. Yeah. And that's in the side of it yeah, on the, edge, the face yeah. of it. um, And then you've got a master volume and a master tone, which just... That's how all guitars should be. If you <laughs> want four, I'm going to ask you why. Yeah, I, I sort of get that you might want different volumes from two pickups, but even then, fucking touch the volume control.
0: <laughs> no, there's, <laughs> just, there's there's some cool things that you can do with the, um, the yeah. You turn volume. one off, and
1: then you, then you then you then you've got a mute switch, or you can just add a mute switch, which is less than an extra volume control and flicking that up and down. So. Yeah, you could yeah. mod the guitar if you want to.
0: Yeah, you could have like a, a master volume and tone. And then in the space for the other two things, <laughs> yeah, yeah. you could have two other completely different controls. <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: Like a like a flick switch for like coil tapping, so you don't have to have those annoying like post ball parts. <laughs> yeah. You you could have yeah. like a, and a, a and mute a, switch. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Okay, I'm yeah. I'm down with that, yeah. Didn't <laughs> so they I do think... didn't they do that in like 2015 Gibson, <laughs> and people were absolutely livid. <laughs>
1: I mean, they, they didn't, want, didn't quite do that, but yeah, they, they changed from tradition and everyone went fucking nuts. <laughs> so, I mean, we probably shouldn't go with Matt decided that it's just master volume and master tone for every guitar ever now, because I think people might get angry.
0: I'd, I'd be okay with that, I'll be honest. Like, yeah. All, just, yeah. all the guitars I ever use have a master volume and master tone, and I think I'm okay with that. So,
1: Yeah, I mean, my Les Paul doesn't, but I wouldn't be mad if it did
0: mm-hmm
1: like you know
0: yeah we were having a discussion before the podcast weren't we and we were just saying like who who is the person that's deciding to put the the tone on the uh, the neck pickup and the middle pickup because on a strat you don't have a breech pickup <laughs> tone
1: <laughs> the, the, the yeah. literally one pickup that needs that always <laughs> needs a tone control on it in some capacity now nah, we're not giving that a tone control
0: yeah all <laughs> all on all of the time i'm surprised it's even wired up to the volume to be fair (laughs) uh but yeah Yeah. like who is the person who is going i need to set different tone values for each (laughs) each of those two pickups
1: yeah Uh, i don't think they exist i I really don't
0: (laughs) yeah said no one ever is basically that what
1: i don't understand is like in in it took them like 20 years to realize that a five-way pickup selector is the way to go with a strat they were like three ways for so long at that time, why didn't they just go, let's bin one of these tone controls off and just do tone for everything? Like yeah. the the other what the, the volume is for everything. Why not have tone for everything? But yeah. Yeah. So I mean, yeah, that's great about it. And just like having the, the modern features, the, the roasted makeable neck feels so good. And it's not I wouldn't say it's a satin finish, but it's not a, it's not like high gloss. Like yeah. you it's it's not like your again, modern fenders where you just stick to it.
0: Yeah, it's like, like a kind of thin satin, isn't it? Like a like a yeah. almost like a like a polished satin finish.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's just yeah, that feels great. Ebony is my favorite look on a fretboard. They f- they feel great, and just the darker the fretboard, the better for me. And this is like, and it's gone one one more. And they're not even like um mother of pearl inlays or anything. It's some brass rings, like yes. brass colored circles. So it's like completely dark and just yeah, just looks incredible. Locking tuners, it's just all of the modern accoutrements that make playing so much easier. Yeah, the, with the vintage sounds that you're looking for, and the, the mods look. you'd
0: make yourself, isn't it? The um, all of those like little little bits you would change, it's already all been done for you. The fretboard's a bit flatter as well. I think it's like a twelve or something, something like that.
1: I think it's a twelve inch, yeah.
0: So, it might even be a
1: compound 12 to 14. Oh, oh, oh something, something that I was looking at in December was a compound 12 to 14, and I can't remember what it was now, but I think it might have been the Nick Johnstons. There you
0: go. I remember it because I'd I, I plays one, as as we've mentioned on the podcast before. Uh, I'd I plays one, um, about two years ago, something like that, and it, it blew me away. It was, it played so well. Um, like I went, I went there to try it with Yeomans, who was looking at it, and I, I said to him at the time, oh, "If you don't buy this, I'm walking away with this." <laughs> it was that good. Like I wasn't even in the market; N- neither of us did on that day, um, which is a massive regret
1: because
0: <laughs> I think I think I'd still be playing that to this day.
1: Yeah, uh, like if I was ever now had to, you know, was in the situation where I had to sell all my gear and go down a, a, a single guitar, i know for a fact that I would just get the HSS Nick, Nick Johnston. I'd get yeah. shell Pink or... Like, the the only thing that puts me off the neon orange one is the fact that they don't do it with the ebony board, which I think is so disappointing, but I don't know whether it's a special one or whatever, but they only do it with the roasted maple board, mm. which I'm sure is lovely, but...
0: Oh, it'd I'm probably just, be fun, uh, yeah. yeah. Like, Under your fingers,
1: it's probably not going to feel a vast amount of difference. Too much difference. No, but I just, I, I always, the only thing that I've still got that's got a maple board is my Cabernet, and that's just because, like, yeah. that was part and parcel of my sound for seven years. Like, I'm, I'll am never get rid of that.
0: Absolutely. Oh, I'm absolutely made up. I am uh, just equal parts made up and jealous because it is, it's one of those that I've been piling after for, for quite a time as well.
1: Yeah, and I plugged plugged it into my simplifier this evening with the, the preacher by Yeomans and with a hot cold pushing it every now and again and just yeah, just some fantastic tones. It's just it is that classic strat sound, but with all of the all of the things that makes a modern modern instrument a better instrument than something, you know. People yeah. talk about innovation in how it has to be all brand new things. You can just, you know, get rid of the the mild irritants from the old things, and I think that's better innovation, in my personal opinion.
0: Yeah, it's refining, isn't it? Yeah, you don't need to uh, to innovate for the sake of innovation.
1: Yeah, I I don't need wonky frets. <laughs> I don't. I don't. I don't need slightly less wood.
0: <laughs>
1: like <laughs> you don't need to chop the head or like chop a chopper section out the back of the guitar just for the sake of it. Like t- yeah. It does nothing for me. I I quite like the aesthetics of traditional-looking guitars. The headstock on this, I actually really like. I hate massive batwing, or whatever they call them, the stupidly big fucking sailboat headstocks from the, was it the 70s that they had the stupidly big ones, the Fender. Oh, the
0: CBS. I love the yeah. big fatty, fat stuff. I, I, hate I love them. it. <laughs> this
1: is not quite a Fender shape, but it's so close that you don't even notice when it's just you know sat in a corner. Yeah, you would like I, the Joe Public wouldn't notice that the headstock was different if there was somebody playing a Fender next to you.
0: Oh, Joe, like Joe Public wouldn't notice if you were playing the Harley Benton. <laughs> Let's face it, you could be playing yeah. like the cheapest ninety quid Harley Benton knockoff. Not saying it's a bad guitar, but like you could you could be playing that, and nine people out of ten would go, "Oh, that's a that's a Fender guitar, that is, isn't
1: it?" <laughs> yeah,
0: like kind of, but- <laughs> kind of
1: yeah but yeah no i'm i'm absolutely made up with it i was mildly worried because i didn't like although i've heard the pickups on youtube that means nothing like you can't tell what the sound of pickups is going to be like through your own rig and yes i haven't tried it through any of my like actual amps i've only tried it through headphone amps at the moment but yeah hopefully having a band practice next week so i can turn it up loud i think probably through the origin of that practice, Mm -hmm. and uh, yeah have a bit of a play at a bit of a louder volume.
0: Yeah, you'll have to know. Uh, let us know how you get on with that, because I think we're we're all waiting with bated breath here with that <laughs> one.
1: So yeah, but no, it just and like the other thing is because it's a two point trem. I actually put the trem arm into a Stratocaster. <laughs> yes, and I I couldn't tell you I I, I know that Strat came with a trem arm, yeah. but when I sold my Mexican Strat. I couldn't find the trem. <laughs>
0: yeah, and I, don't... I sold
1: it back to a previous owner, and he didn't give a monkeys. No, I don't give a shit.
0: Like <laughs> oh, oh, I've got a graveyard of trem arms up on this um, this windowsill over here. There's like a bag that's probably got about five different trem arms from various guitars.
1: <laughs> and at this point, you have no idea which one goes with which. Yeah,
0: like, oh, and they'll you... all be slightly different
1: threads as well. So. <laughs>
0: yeah, I'm, I'm not entirely sure that I own all of those guitars that go to those. <laughs> Trem arms anymore, so yeah, well, I do. Yeah, I've got like just a bag of trem arms.
1: Yeah, I mean, I can't see me ever using the trem system on this, yeah. but it was nice to put a trem bar in a trem system and it function and not like you could be pretty rough with it and it was just going back into tune.
0: Yeah, yeah, the two point trem systems are just, just a better design, aren't they? They're just a better yeah. design, they just are,
1: yeah. And I like i don't know what the hardware is on the check i don't know whether it's just, like an in-house one or whether it's like wilkinson's or whether they've got like shallow or whatever but whatever it is
0: yeah really good it works fine yeah yeah that's why um the new uh, uh fender player series have gone to two points as well isn't it because they just yeah they work it's better.
1: Just a better system
0: yeah yeah Do they just work <laughs> oh yeah right what have i been up to this week I've done quite a bit. I've been a busy boy
1: because
0: I had I had that period of time where I thought I was okay and didn't didn't <laughs> think that I was going to be <laughs> ill again. Uh, so I worked my little bottom off. Um, at the end of last week, there was the SD One versus the Joyo uh, Sweet Baby on the No Talk or Tone versus, which, like, who who knew that it would be it like a real kind of Marmite thing, really divisive. So many people like gunning for the uh the sd1 but so many people absolutely back in the um the sweet baby as well
1: it was it was fairly when i voted it was like one percent or two percent in it it was like 51 to 49 i don't know whether it stayed that way but like personally i i really didn't like the joyo but yeah. i can i can totally get that people really don't like sd1s as well so like yeah, I, I'm not surprised it was devices because they're similar sounds, but not so similar that they're basically the same thing.
0: Yeah, I mean they're not aiming at the same sound. Is is basically the the long and short of it. But the sounds that you get are quite similar. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I think the the Joyos a bit more mid rich, a bit more compressed. Oh, I mean, in fact, actually, no, it was the SD one that was more compressed. Like the the SD one got more compressed earlier on um, but had more of a kind of a high end detail that the Joy the didn't uh, and it's not to say that you couldn't couldn't get that out of the other one and, and vice versa because the, the tone controls were set in a very kind of neutral position on both of them so with a bit of tweaking you could probably get arguably quote unquote better sounds out of them but it was yeah. just like a like a a uh, quick comparison between the two. At the moment it stands at
1: 50-50. Bloody. Hell. Yeah.
0: So it is it is exactly down the middle. People loving the SD one or the sweet baby. Which, like the SD one you expect, it's a classic. It's one of those pedals that even if you're not a like particularly bluesy guy, I would say that you need to own an SD one at some point in your life. Um
1: I'm so gonna I, jump in here and say I've never played an SD one, let alone owned one. Whoa, whoa, whoa! <laughs> but you, I, again, I'm, I'm gonna. I mean, I've got an Antares, which is like it, it came from that, didn't
0: it? Yeah, it's okay. like the, the the lineage of that. So, like, so for yourself, you probably don't need one because you've got like the yeah. the next the evolution, evolution of it. But like, I wouldn't like if if a, an SD one came up like twenty five, thirty quids locally, I'd say absolutely yeah, get it and get give it, it a go yeah just give it yeah. a go cuz why not uh like same with the DS1 it's it's got that that classic heritage that you could argue yeah. even if you've got no useful one you need to try one just as a kind of reference yeah, point yeah. in your head um so like, massive hats off to the Joyo for actually standing up against something of like such magnitude yeah, that's lot
1: It's because say the SD one is a pedal with a lot of history and a lot of kind of a lot of years of support behind it. Whereas the Joyo is, I assume, less than five years old.
0: Yeah, it's, it's a bit of a newcomer. And that's not to say it's it's a uh, unique design. Uh, but I mean, because it's Joyo. Come on, come on, it's those guys. Uh, <laughs> but they, uh, they've done a really good job of it. So, hey ho, we'll see. Um so I've done that recently as well, like literally maybe yesterday. What, what day are we on? We're Wednesday at the moment, aren't we? So yesterday. Sure, yeah, Wednesday. <laughs> I don't know. I just don't know anymore. Um I released a video uh, time about,
1: like, is a thing, right?
0: It is. <laughs> Tell me about it, man. Tell me about it.
1: Uh, I'm still not recovered from the Christmas period. <laughs> yeah, we're given that kind it's of weird, weird limbo. Root, yeah. Where no day is the same as what it should be so therefore they're all the same
0: yeah that's it it's a day it's <laughs> definitely a day i could feel that like time is marching on <laughs> but what day well fucked if i know mate uh so yeah k-line chorus was released yesterday and that got quite a bit of um quite a bit of nice attention you you saw it as well didn't you Matt? i did didn't make you feel woozy no no, no absolutely fine with chorus Oh, so this one's fine. Like out of the two, I would have said chorus would be the one, but <laughs> who knew? No, it's yeah. a it's a pretty decent sounding chorus,
1: isn't it? Like, For especially like I don't like choruses that are just that eighty sound. Yeah. So I know you could get that that eighty sound with it, but it also had the mix and depth controls that really kind of. are I would. Argue a must on chorus pedals, and yeah. a lot of manufacturers seem to disagree with me.
0: <laughs> I mean, because you look—if like, you dial the the rate and the mix down, it can. Sorry, the the rate and the depth down, you can almost get a faux like mix control. Yeah, but there's no substitute for actually having a mix control.
1: Yeah, yeah, because it just gives you a bit of your clean signal, and you you then you know where you're starting. Like if you max out the depth and mess around with the speed a bit too much, you can sort of play a note and not know what that note was supposed to be when you played it.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, you can definitely get lost in chorus, can't you?
1: <laughs> yeah, uh, so it's, 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 I, I find, so I won, like obviously my analog man is a bit more expensive than the than the K line, but like I won the mix at 50-50, so you've always got half your clean signal in there just to kind of, and anything else is just over the top and kind of sits higher in the mix. And just yeah,
0: yeah. So it it almost affords you that opportunity to run the the rate and the depth at a higher setting.
1: Yeah, you you can get a bit more aggressive with them for want of a better word, just run yeah. them a bit more spacey.
0: Yeah, yeah. But yeah, you've still got the the kind of the note definition, and and you're not getting the like the horrible pitch interference. So yeah, I get you. Um but I think the the K line was dialed in very well. Like they've dialed in the sweep of each of the
1: controls to a point where yeah, yeah definitely. Sorry, I realised I was <laughs> nodding and that's no good to the listener. <laughs> yeah, 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 so yeah, yeah, no, they've, they've yeah, di- no, I was, I was really impressed with that. Yeah, so possibly out of the lot that I've
0: done so far, I'm I'm saying here possibly my my pick of the lot.
1: It would be the cheap chorus that I would put up against the Afterglow. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the like, though the, I don't, I don't like cheap chorus pedals. That's why I've spent two hundred and fifty quid on a an analogue man. <laughs> but the Afterglow was close enough that you know if you need a second board, and this I would put in that same bracket of it's 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 certainly not competing with like a couple of hundred no. quids worth of pedal, but it is enough that if you need something for a second board or you use chorus for two songs. I'd pick one of these up, probably. Yeah,
0: yeah, absolutely. And the footprint on it's tiny as well, so it's very, very space efficient. So if you are using it for two songs, then this is, like, it takes up enough space to justify it. If you're, uh, that's assuming you're not using a Line 6 M5. (laughs) (laughs) Which, which again, everyone should be doing.
1: Yeah, everyone should run one of those. Absolutely.
0: I mean, I say this: I have an M5, and I don't have it on my gigging board, so I am a I'm a hypocrite.
1: You should at least have it in the front pocket of your pedalboard case. I should do, yeah. I should
0: have a lot of things <laughs> in the front pocket of my pedalboard case, <laughs> like spare strings <laughs> and a spare cable. <laughs> <laughs> have
1: you not even got a spare cable with you when you gig? Get... <laughs> don't think I do. <laughs> oh I'm, my god! Like I bring a spare I've got, microphone. I've got... <laughs> I literally have a wireless system, two spare cables, spare strings, a spare guitar usually. Most of the time I've got at least a spare amp, if not a spare pedalboard amp, and a spare valve amp. <laughs> I mean spares of everything all the time. Just I I two, can't deal with
0: it. Two types of people in this world, aren't
1: they?
0: I? Like, <laughs> <laughs> I like living life on the edge. <laughs> I kind of, I don't know, I've kind of got this romantic notion that if I break a string during a gig, I could make two and probably get through the gig with five strings on my guitar, depending on which string it is. I don't know. Like, if it if it was something like the like the A string, I'd be fucked. I
1: was going to say, A or D, and there's nothing you can do. You can get away without a low E, because you just, like... No, You've I've got the uh, voice the chords as they are anyway.
0: Well, we, we've got a few songs that like have a like the E string and the A string riffs. So, like, we play um, "Runaway Baby" by Bruno Mars, and that jumps between the A and the E. So, if yeah, no. if either of those have gone, especially the E, I could probably do it just on the E,
1: but not at,
0: yeah. yeah. But like, mm. I'd struggle. But like if if either the A sorry, the the B or the high E broke, I could probably get away with that.
1: Yeah, anybody can like Yeah. You and don't I'm, need those strings.
0: Uh, and I'm I'm holding on to this this romantic notion that like Billy Big Bollocks over here will break a string at one gig and then we'll be able to just like boss it through.
1: Do the rest of the gig with five strings.
0: Yeah, it's not going to work like that. Is it? It's got yeah, to no, be. It's got to no, be the G that. that breaks, and then I'm absolutely what fucked.
1: What we're going to bend now? That's it.
0: <laughs> I suppose it's going to have to be on the B now, isn't it? <laughs> Whatever it was, it's an octave yeah. higher. <laughs> oh dear, yeah. So, yeah, seat in my pants kind of guy, and you're very much, yeah. Uh, no.
1: Have Spares it, of everything. I can't, yeah,
0: yeah, I can't be dealing with it. Have it all, all planned for. Yeah, I should probably do that. I might, I might put like a an emergency box in my car where I've got like a extra couple of uh, like a, a pack of strings, a couple of cables and whatnot, and just keep it in the boot of my car the entire time.
1: Yeah, I mean, to be fair, like I don't always like I don't have a spare valve amp in the in the venue. That's in the back of my van. Yeah, I don't bring I don't bring all of my amps into the <laughs> into the venue. That's like going too far and like sometimes i leave my cable box in the back of the van if there's no space so again like i need to go out for spring sorry strings or or cables or anything but like yeah
0: yeah i mean it's it's much less a travel to the back of the van which is in the car park than it is having to drive home yeah so, <laughs> which which is exactly what it would be for me and and usually that's an hour and a half no matter where we gig it, it's an hour and a half away <laughs>
1: Just... See, I live on the Isle of Man. There's nowhere on the Isle of Man. An
0: <laughs>
1: you struggle to drive for more than 45 minutes without going through the same town twice.
0: <laughs> yeah, I've, I've lapped here. What's going on? <laughs> right, yeah. So, K9 um, Chorus, I've done the SD one. Um, I will mention what's coming out. Uh, well, what will have came out by this point, but we'll, we'll talk about it next time, which is the Demon Effects King Spark, which... According to our good pal Mr. Simon of JSA Effects, is a um, a Demon Effects designed pedal. It's not a clone. Demon
1: Effects haven't cloned
0: something. What? Well, we'll talk about this next week. <laughs> does he uh,
1: mean they've changed some values, or does he actually mean it's a not clone?
0: Yeah, look, it's not actually based on. A specific petal, but I kind of got a sneaking suspicion I think it is, and you'll be surprised.
1: But <laughs> okay. well,
0: we'll, we'll talk about that next week. Um, we've got a hot take to do. We've got a hot take, which, my gosh, this was a an entire dumpster fire of a hot take. This, <laughs> like the the hot take itself, weren't weren't too bad. It's the <laughs> the poll. That was in the, the Fretzel Fretzell podcast. Penis,
1: penis, <laughs> penis, penis, yeah. penis,
0: and we've got three percent penis. <laughs> um, which I think, since the last time that I put a poll that was uh, that had open options, that became the podcast title. It was something like two percent penis. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so um, a lot of like this was a controversial hot take as is because there is a lot of people who um hitch themselves to the wagon of Dimebag Darrell and Pantera, which yeah, fine. If that's if that's what you want to do, all good. That's that is your your choice. Um but there was a lot of like there was a lot of piss taken with this this ball. So basically if we we're gonna we're gonna um boil it down to the, the actual winner but we'll talk about some of the options as well. So the two options were dime it baby or I wouldn't pay a dime for that tone. And <laughs> the, I wouldn't pay a
1: dime, one. By... I think it was not by much, though, wasn't it? Yeah, it was by 4%. I I genuinely, if you'd have locked this and not had the other options messing with the percentages, I would have put 25% supporting dime, maybe, if you're lucky. I wouldn't have had it anywhere near
0: 50-50. Yeah, yeah, I think... I think it's been kind, doesn't it? So we, we, we've we got to talk about some of the options because some of them were fantastic. <laughs> I mean, you had some some really, really odd ones. Uh, I mean, we were talking about um, Zach Wilde cashing in on the profitable legacy. Controversial, maybe. Uh, Andrew Bimpson put in, yeah, but Randy too.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, I think you got, you, you got outvoted with that one. Uh, there was, Oliver Basque, who just put the words metal zone. Because because it's the yeah.
1: internet and a guitar forum. Of course,
0: is it? yes. It is. And we had, we had, who's this? Who, who wrote the word penis? Oh, it's Mr. <laughs> Matt Coyne. Um,
1: it's the law. It's the law on any open poll you find on the internet.
0: Here we go. We had someone who, who took the poll a little bit too seriously. His tone wasn't awesome, but Dime proved that great musicianship is more valuable than dollar, dollar, dollar gear. I mean, Oliver fourth. That is I mean, that is an actual opinion. Sure. That's not what we do here.
1: <laughs> uh, how can you be controversial about statements like that? No, yeah. back off. <laughs> yes. And
0: there was three percent of the votes, fifteen people had voted for most racist tone in history. <laughs> which is almost the top of my choice for this. We're not quite there yet. There is there is one that is Just head and shoulders above the rest. Chef's kiss. Absolutely (laughs) chef's kiss. I mean, I did like the fact that Martin Hernandez, the fourth. But don't let this distract you from the fact that in 1966, Al Bundy scored four touchdowns in a single game whilst playing for Bokai. I mean, sure, sure he did.
1: Sure. (laughs) I'm not going to fact check you.
0: Yeah, I'm I'm okay (laughs) with that. See how many, like, that got 2% of the votes as well. So, seems like people were, were on you with that. Uh, digital modelers worst tone in history okay this uh I'll, I'll i'll save that one for last um yeah so matt sweeney matt sweeney got a little got his got his panties in a little bit of a bunch says the original post is just pissed because he played solid state randall amps and became world famous for doing it I don't think that was the point of the i think you just need to listen to the podcast mate and then uh and then you'll hear you'll hear what we're going about more zach wilds people asking if you can eat a dime bag what is a dime bag the best one though by by a country mile who the hell is lee alexander and why would we care his opinion about other tone <laughs> Mwah, chef's kiss that is <laughs> i mean considering that Lee had absolutely nothing to do with the poll. He weren't on the podcast when we uh when we did it. It weren't his opinion. Uh, and Lee gets the flak for it just oh excellent excellent. So um that was the um that was a hot take for last week. This week's hot take, slightly less controversial, I think, but it's going to it's going to divide me and Matt because we've got some strong opinions on this. Uh, Mr Trevor Twig in the Pedal Boards of Doom podcast, said uh, compressors serve no real purpose on pedal boards. Correct. <laughs> um,
1: uh, Asterix, unless you play cunt re music.
0: I mean, as we all know, I'm a massive cunt replayer. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I, I use compressor entirely or the entire gig that I'm playing. Um I use it uh basically just to even out a lot of the um a lot of the tone. And because I'm running less gain than I probably should, um the compressor picks up a lot of the slack for the uh the sustain of the notes.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: It also makes me sound like I uh the dynamics of my playing is better than it actually is, which is a bonus. <laughs> But yeah I I like it also with pedals like the um, the origin effects uh, cali 76 there's no way that you can argue that compressors actually deserve a place on a board
1: but the cali 76 is the prime example of why compressors are pointless because you can't literally you can't hear what each of the controls is doing as you're trying to dial it in because you're a guitarist and not a bass player, and therefore you don't need compressor. But if you want to play really choppy, chicken-picking country music and you've got to have that completely tight, really heavy attack sound, absolutely turn your compressor on. Or if you want to have clean notes that sustain for four weeks, and yeah, yeah fine, have have a compressor on. But if you just want to play the guitar like a normal human being put a drive pedal on and it'll do the same thing.
0: So my my quote-unquote clean zone is a Mojo Mojo, which is on, and a compressor.
1: Yeah, I mean, the compressor's pointless. Like, what is the compressor doing that the Mojo Mojo isn't doing?
0: So it's allowing me to use less gain.
1: That wouldn't be done by either turning the gain up a little bit or the volume up a little bit on your Mojo Mojo.
0: So the volume being turned up means that I'm then... Louder, which I don't want. It it takes me out of whack with all of the other lot gain stages. It means I'm having to turn everything up then, which like is not not how it's done. I've got a I've yeah. got a volume. I want. can
1: hit the drums harder.
0: <laughs> 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 I mean, he can do. He hits them incredibly hard. Oh my god, he hits them hard. <laughs> so hard. Yeah, we've we've switched drummer recently, and I've had to. Had to start wearing earplugs
1: because I really should go back to wearing earplugs. Both the drummers in the two bands that I'm in like to whack things with sticks really hard. Indeed, the
0: the last couple of gigs I forgot my earplugs, but I did have some earphones, like the little in ear bud things. Yeah, yeah. I just used those. (laughs) I like wedged (laughs) them in my ear so that I weren't getting dangerous levels of drum volume. it did mean that i couldn't hear my guitar so much but i could hear my singing really well
1: so yeah that's why i don't like wearing earphones uh, sorry earplugs because i don't have to concentrate on singing well because i'm not singing through a microphone so i can just sit back and just you know shout the words along but if i have he- ear earplugs in I can hear what I sound like. But I don't want
0: to hear that. <laughs> oh, this yeah, this guy's singing's horrible. Oh, oh, that's me. Oh, damn it. Yeah, it made my singing a lot more accurate. And it made me realise how, how like how mismatched I am to our actual singer. Because she's fucking phenomenal. She's got such a good voice. And then there's me like butchering through some of these <laughs> songs. <laughs> I mean it's it's good enough. it's good enough to harmonise with her. Uh, like, it supports her really well. But any any passages that I have to do on my own, I, I am inadequate in comparison to her. <laughs> but yeah, that's that's why I use compressor to even everything. Because we do a lot of kind I've... of choppy, like funky kind of stuff as well. We, there's a lot of 80s pop kind of stuff with lots of that percussive, like, kind of uh, guitar playing. And it, I don't do
1: yeah. any clean stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't like clean. My clean tone isn't clean. It's definitely not what, like, there's a couple of songs that really should have a clean tone and we have a less drive tone from me because yeah. I just don't like a clean tone. I just, and I certainly don't like a really heavily compressed clean tone. It's just. No, mine's not heavily compressed.
0: Like, it, it yeah. it's the lightest compression you can do. But it's just, but, uh, it's stopping yeah, just, those really harsh, like, peaks.
1: Yeah, I just, I can, I can never get along. Like, I've got, and it often is on my board, the JSA um, the that has the LED that will come on to tell you that your compressor is on so you don't have to try and hear it and then dial it back. Oh, the tight squeeze. Yes, the tight squeeze, that's what it's called. I couldn't remember. But, yeah, and do you know what? Sometimes I do run that, but I... hey. hey. S- only only when I know that I'm not going to be able to just turn the game. Like, basically, there's four songs that we've got in set lists that have to be clean, and if I play Drive, it will sound shit. Yeah. <laughs> and if those songs are in set lists, I will turn that on. But for the most part, that sits as the first thing in my chain, and it serves as basically a glorified cable in for my pedal board. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> so it's like a a, a through, <laughs>
1: yes, it's it's a it's a through, and yeah, for like if if I've got to have something really clean, I will use it, but only because when I've got to have things really clean, there's got to be a little bit of sustain on there. And you're right, unless you're cranking a valve amp and having it clean, it's not going to sustain for long enough. Yeah, yeah, it helps, it helps that control. Rather just put a tube screamer on and be done with it.
0: Oh, wouldn't we all, mate? Wouldn't we all? Uh, I think we're going to leave it up to the the uh, the opinions of our podcast group and potentially the people in the pedal boards of doing group. But we're not going to give you the fucking option to choose your own this week. Definitely not.
1: Because <laughs> learned- we can't be <laughs> trusted.
0: That's it. Yeah. Look, <laughs> like, if if last week's poll was anything to go by, you cannot be trusted. <laughs> uh, so we're going to have yeah, basically pro. Pro compressor and against compressor. Um there will be some some kind of wordplay play on it, maybe. It depends. Um but that those are your choices. Are you four compressors on a pedal board or against compressors on a pedal board? Right, so this this week.
1: I definitely don't want four compressors on a pedalboard. That's just stupid.
0: Oh, four compressors running at the same time. Walk. <laughs> like even me, I'd I'd struggle <laughs> with that. Right, we've got By the looks of it, we've got probably about 20 minutes. We've got the Ibanez stuff to talk about, but we're going to shelf that for a little while.
1: (laughs) We're going to be in mid-March and we're going to start talking about oh, we'll shelf the Ibanez stuff. Nobody really cares about that. That's it. Yeah, I wonder if we
0: could get through the entire year without talking about the 2023 Ibanez catalogue. There's
1: actually a couple of cool guitars in there as well.
0: Yeah, there are, yeah. I mean, there's some wonky freight horror Monsters Monsters. as well.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, And there's that pedal as well but we'll talk about that we'll potentially talk about that in a bit first of all we've got a discussion topic from uh one of our our new um forum members nick scott uh very active in the in the fret sort podcast group which log big salute because like legit but one of the um one of the things really um really struck struck me and i thought we've got to have like this on the, the podcast he was asking for the Holy Grail guitars. If you could have three Holy Grail guitars, what would they be? And the uh, the wording of it was that they are not quite selling your kidney money. Uh, and I'm going to take that as a five grand limit per guitar. So we can go up to around five grand, but we, we're we not talking, oh yeah, I'll just have um have the Greeny Moore hammett Les Paul, I'll just get that for a mil. <laughs> no, we're not we're not allowed that. We're not even allowed like CC one, are we? That's
1: no, only... that's like twelve grand. No, there you go. So... Not like I did some Google. <laughs> <laughs> right, so my first question, and yes. this is a very important question. Yes Are these guitars on top of what we already have, or do we only have these three guitars? Uh yes.
0: <laughs> one of the two yeah let, let's go on let's make it more difficult if you could only have these three guitars
1: right,
0: why that changes it
1: massively because <laughs> i would go for sensible things if it was only these three guitars so i would go exotic i think there's xsc which is basically their, their strap i'd yeah. have an exotic strat. Um, I think their roasted maple necks, whatever the oil they put on them, it just feels so good, and I don't know what it is. It's some custom thing that they do, and just yeah, the the exotics. So when I was down at Steve's, I played custom shops, I played Surs, I played um, Master Builds, I played, and the, and the exotics just blew everything out of the water. Into yeah. so, um, I would probably go for triple single coil. Because I'd i finally come around to strat is needed. Yeah, yeah. So I'd have one of those. Yeah. I'd need a Les Paul. I would probably go for a custom shop Les Paul because you can get a fifty eight for about four and a half grand. So yeah, like the that's, um that's...
0: The thing that Yeoman's bought the like guitar guitar spec thing that was yeah. on under five grand. Only just.
1: Yeah, yeah, just, yeah,
0: but he was there. Yeah.
1: So, so I've now really covered cause... off all of my bases, really, with a Stratton and a Les Paul. You're not having a base, are you? No, 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 not. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I've I've covered basically all the gigs I could ever do. I could cover with a Stratton. Like a Tele would be nice, but you can do, you can do with a Stratton a Les Paul. Yeah. Pretty much anything. So you'd want something a little bit not in line with everything else. So I would probably go for a Gretsch Duo Jet. A okay. nice, I don't think, I think the custom shop one's probably out of my range, but like, you know, the the American made, probably not with a big, no, actually. Yeah, if you're spending four grand on a guitar, you can probably get a big Bixby that functions. So I'd probably yeah. get a well, Jet or a Duo bit. Jet with a working bass speed. I don't want a hollow body I, 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 because I want to use it with drive at, at, at points. So yeah. Yeah, something with TV Jones pickups. Probably bright orange because it's a Gretsch. Maybe white with gold hardware. either is fine. But yeah, just some form of Gretsch with TV Jones pickups. Bigsby.
0: Yeah, the the Gretsch Soft orange body. is is the is the best one, isn't it? It's yeah. just it's the best one. Yeah, I could I could understand like the um the um, the white falcon or the the white penguin, yeah, they're quite nice as well with the kind of like orangey gold uh, trim. Yeah, yeah, okay, I'm I'm for that. Um, yeah, so just as an honourable mention, what would what would be like the the absolutely off the wall crazy thing that you'd be buying if uh, if it weren't necessarily that you had oh, to be better.
1: It was on top of this stuff. I'd go for some sort of Gibson Custom Shop Explorer because I just I'd love the Explorer. They're really inconvenient to play, and I wouldn't play it that often. But it'd be yeah. nice to have a, a really cool Explorer. Um, I'd probably still have got an exotic, but I'd probably have gone for an exotic Telly because that would have meant I could leave my Squire in Open G and then have a Telly again. <laughs> nice. Um, and yeah, I'd have got probably probably still gone for the Gretsch as my third.
0: Yeah. Um, boy, Right. So I suppose I have to have to do this now, don't I? Um. Okay. See, so I was thinking maybe one of the Charvel uh, Pro Muds, like the HSS ones.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um. But if I'm going, if I'm going crazy, I'm gonna go for um a Charvel Got Three Sig. Because why not? They're they're HSH, but they, uh, they're very very versatile. It's not a case that it's a dual humbucker guitar and it just so happens to have a single coil um, in the middle. They're very well balanced in terms of the pickups. Well, (laughs) Guthrie makes them sound very well balanced anyway.
1: Can I offer an alternative? Uh, Go on then. (laughs) Schechter do an American-made Nick Johnston.
0: (laughs) Oh, yeah. That's like three and a half grand. Yeah, go on then. Yeah, I'm having that (laughs) then. Yeah, sure.
1: You can get that in HSH. Sorry, HSS. Yeah, yeah, that Which
0: is that, what you want. Yeah, I, I blatantly want an HSS, don't I? Uh, I yeah. don't necessarily want an HSH. Uh, yeah, go on, I'll go for the Nick Johnson then. But the American, the American one, yes. Um, I think I need a tele. I think I do, and I am gonna go go a little bit off point, off piece here. I'm not gonna go for a tele. I'm gonna go for a G NL. Um okay. America made Asat. Uh I think the the Blues Boy, aren't they? No, the Blues Boy's the ones with the um neck humbucker. Just the standard one. Maybe yeah. maybe even a thin line. But <laughs> I I played um some G ls before, and they, they they're very good. It's almost like yeah. they're what Fender would be if um if Fender <laughs> then, look, like, continued on the progression. Uh, so, yeah, I think look a bit, a bit of left field, but yeah, cool. I'll go with that. My final one is going to be a like a true historic um, um, Gibson three three five with the nylon saddles because <laughs> I played one at guitar guitar. Okay. Um and it was ridiculously expensive. I knew that I weren't going to be walking away with it, but I wanted to. I definitely wanted to. Yeah, like the, uh, the, the same day that uh, Yeomans bought that very silly, um, silly priced Les Paul, and I like a lot that Les Paul. It was very good. It like it resonated much more with Yeomans than it did with me. But yeah. that three three five, my gosh, <laughs> Be still my beating wallet. I don't necessarily need um, like big, big humbucker tones that I can drive the absolute shiz out of. And if I do, the Nick Johnson's got a, um, a humbucker, humbucker in the bridge. So I'm sorted there. I've got my single coil sounds with the, the GNL. And I've got some sweet, sweet, like big fat bucket tones with, um, with 335. And of course, of course it's going to be like... Just a, a lightly aged cherry red. Yeah. Well, it's
1: 335. Like, what else yeah. are you going to do? Yeah,
0: it's going to have the blocking layers as well, not the dots. Never the dots.
1: Okay, I can get on with that.
0: But yeah, like the ridiculously uh, impractical nylon saddles that will clearly wear away very quickly. Um, but <laughs> don't yeah, but it's going to be,
1: of the three guitars that you're buying, it's going to be the one you play the least.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so yeah. So you're fine. I'd probably find myself gigging the uh, the telly the most,
1: I think. <laughs> but there we go. It, yeah. Even though the HSS strap is effectively what you want to gig, yeah. which is why you turn the <laughs> the Variax on occasionally because you yeah. need that. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah, I think I would probably end up doing like adding a treble booster to my my overall board. And just running the bridge pickup on a Tele with a treble booster and going, that's that's humbucker enough for me. Yep, yep, that'll do. Yep. That'll do.
1: Fixed it. That's good. Yeah,
0: the the pickups in the um the ls as well sound fantastic. I think I might want a GNL. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. Yeah. So those are my uh my thingies. I think honourable mention. I don't know. Oh I, I, w- I want an SG. I want a uh, sixty one uh like the the half guard SG. Yeah it re- doesn't really matter. It doesn't need to be anything particularly prestigious, just an SG standard. I think I'd be fine with. Really like SGs.
1: I do as well, but I just like they're not as like you if if you need a rock sound, you think of a Les Paul before you think of an SG, don't you?
0: Yeah, yeah. Definitely. And I've, I own a Les Paul. I own a Les Paul Standard. Um, yeah. I don't own an SG. Maybe I should own an SG. Well,
1: You've got the weird SG. I
0: do. Yeah, I've got the, yeah the Quincy SG that's got like it's.
1: And you've got the Vox SG. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah. Maybe I do. Maybe I do own some SGs. Maybe I do. Oh man. Yeah, I do. Well, go on. Are we going to talk about? Are we got to
1: talk about oil we can talk about whichever of the Ibanez you would like to talk about for the missing uh, yeah. five minutes or whatever we've got left for this podcast. Yeah, we'll, we won't do the whole I'm sure thing. sure we can talk it for a bit, a bit more.
0: Yeah, yeah, why not? So, uh, let's talk about the Pentone, because that's actually... like the, All the other th- things, they're just more guitars, which, all good, like, but Ibanez have been making guitars for ages, and... These are still more guitars. The Pentone is just—it's a, a strange bit of kit, isn't it? So the Pentone is like a dual foot switch preamp, basically in a in a pedal format.
1: I mean, it does have preamp written on it, so I think that's what they're going for.
0: Yeah. So from what I understand of it, it's got uh, it's got like little sliders rather than um, knobs for the the EQ. But you've got knobs that are above each of the sliders that change the frequency which each slider um, affects. So basically, yeah. it's a bit like a uh, like a, a parametric, uh, yeah, like, like a, almost like a graphic EQ. Yeah, uh, that you can that you can dial in um, on a preamp. You've also you've, you've got an option for a gate and pre- and post-boosts as well. Yeah, This is...
1: And you've also got a bass and treble knob as well as the graphic EQ.
0: <laughs> so basically what we're saying is it's a mess of ramp, isn't it?
1: Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. But like You've got the option to switch the boost on and off, I think. You've got like your bypass switch, and then you've got boost um, on and off.
1: The pre-boost is on a toggle... Yeah and then the post boost is on a foot switch.
0: Yeah, okay. But you can I think the pre boost you can also expression uh, not expression like external
1: foot switch it. Quite possibly there is an extra jack in. Let's Sorry, see what that's for remote for pre boost. Oh, you can there's a there's a switch so that remote can do one of two things. It can either change the EQ or turn the pre boost on and off.
0: Yeah. There you go. I mean, so that that then makes it like theoretically like a, a three channel, um, preamp. Yep, because you've got like your standard, and then you've got like pre boost to up the gain, and then you've got the post boost as a
1: headroom, basically. Yeah, yeah, like as a or a power amp stage kind of.
0: Yeah, I mean, you could you could absolutely rag the rag the um the post boost and have it driving to all heaven. <laughs> um, <laughs> I was thinking more of a like a, a lead a yeah, volume, yeah. Job. no, absolutely, yeah, yeah. But I mean, <laughs> you run it the way you want to use it. Absolutely, do what you want with it. There's like potential for it to. I mean, you could like dial it in with the specific EQ curve that you want. You could even dial it in so it almost lo- works like an underdrive. So you could end up like shelving off like certain bass frequencies, so it almost works as like a an amp cleaner yeah if you wanted to I don't know like it's it's it seems like it's very involved
1: yeah it's one of those things that I look at and just think I want to run in the opposite direction (laughs) yeah there's there's a lot of options (laughs) aren't there ah what the fuck is going on here but like yeah there are a lot of guitarists that love that kind of I need a 47 band EQ yeah and 64 you know controls for it, and yeah, just I, I, I am not one of those type of players, but they, they certainly exist. They buy like, like you say, it's it for all intents and purposes. This is like a Meta Boogie preamp, but made by Urbanes.
0: Yeah, or, or a bit like the uh, the Origin Drive, where they yeah. had like multiple different options for EQ. for everything. Yeah, aye. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I mean. I've got some mixed opinions on this. I think it's either going to absolutely fall into obscurity or it's going to be a sleeper hit.
1: I mean, I personally I I can't see I, I just I don't know who the market is for this, and I also think that if they I mean it it looks like it's aimed at the kind of People who you know have the Trinity, the, the Trinity on their board, and spend big money. And I think yeah. there's a lot of drive pedals going into that kind of market now. Like, like you've you've mentioned the Revival Drive, and you know there's all the rather expensive drive pedals that have a lot of controls over them. And then you've also got like the Victory preamps. You've got all the preamps that are out there. Um, there's a there's a lot of things in this kind of market, and I'm not sure people think about Ibanez when they're going down that route. I mean, I generally think about Ibanez as they make the Tube Screamer and that's about the only pedal they do. And I know that's yeah. not right. I know that they make other pedals.
0: Yeah. I mean, they've they've released some absolutely wicked stuff over the years. And I think when they released, like, about 10 years ago or, or even actually more, when they released the Ibanez Tube Screamer heads, it was a similar kind of thing, when not it? It was like a similar, similar situation where are
1: they ten years old?
0: Probably even more than that
1: now. I, I like I vaguely remember seeing one about three years ago and going, "Oh, that's weird." If Ibanez gone into the amp market,
0: <laughs> yeah. And it's it's that kind of um, that kind of sensation, isn't it? Where people go, "Oh, that's strange." Ibanez don't make amps, uh, yeah. but actually, like <laughs> for a lot of people, that kind of amp would have been absolutely ideal. It was like a really nice pedal platform, like really clean, a uh, pedal platform, and then you could boost it with like a tube screamer style circuit. In the head, yeah, yeah. like all built in. So it already had like a, maybe a lead boost that you could have, or yeah. or even just as like a drive like an additional drive on top of the the nice kind of low wattage um, tube amp that they they built it into. But it never really took off because people were like, "Ibanez are been, I've been making amps, now what?" Yeah,
1: where's where's the guitar with the handle? it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean it's that they are they
0: are the people who make that guitar. Um. So yeah. the fact that it's not a ridiculously high-powered, high-gain head, I don't know. I've not heard this actually, so it could be absolutely phenomenal sounding.
1: It might be, but. I I don't think there's any video. or I've certainly not seen anybody talk about it, let alone like get videos on it or anything. Like I've, I've seen, sorry, I'd seen people talk about it when the announcement was made. I'd not seen anybody talking about having played one.
0: Yeah, I think we'll probably see that over the next kind of month or so. And when we do, we'll we'll report back on it. Um, yeah, it's it's an interesting one, isn't it? It's an interesting one. But I, I it it piques my interest because it's something new. Yeah. Something new, i um, I think that's a nice place to kind of wrap it for the week. A nice place to wrap. Um,
1: you don't yeah, want to yeah. talk about how Ibanez have released a dog bowl. They've done what now? They've got a dog bowl, a bowl for putting water or food in for your dog. I
0: tell you what, we'll save this absolutely extraordinary content for the Patreon. We could talk about all of the all of the things that I've never, uh, Ibanez have released, which aren't pedals, amps, and guitars. <laughs> uh, I
1: mean
0: it, it does doesn't and I know that you you listeners will be absolutely thrilled on hooks, waiting for that content and we're going for to have li- six
1: new subscribers to the Patreon just to <laughs> yeah. hear what time it <laughs> <of> is
0: <laughs> dog bowls you say but what are their opinions on this yeah so uh, for as little as two dollars a month you can be part of the exclusive Patreon crew who happens to get the the odd occasional. I mean it's been more often than not recently. The um uh, an extra Patreon of an episode a week. Um and the the people are as follows. Mr. Andrew Brimson's of Rising of the Lights. We've got Mr. Doug Christ of 37 effects of Masters of the Cinematic Universe podcast and of the Just Surprise Me podcast. We've got Mr. Hugh G. We <laughs> We've got Mr. Ben Fletcher of Fletcher Pickups. We've got Mr. Brian Gower of the Tone Jokes podcast and the Second Button podcast. And we have got Mr. Ross Philpotts. Oh, yeah. Those are our people. Thank you so much for backing this podcast. We like massively, massively appreciate it. So, for, like actual genuine thanks from the bottom of our hearts. Thank you so much for that. Uh, you can find me online, Mr. Budget Pedal I am on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. YouTube, of course, is the home to the No Talkal Tone series which this week features the King Spark by Demon Effects. Matt, where can we find you online? Uh, Twitter
1: and Instagram at heel underscore macq. Oh, you managed to get back onto Twitter? I did manage to get back into Twitter. I had to use my partner's phone to verify it because it banned my, my phone. It's just my phone number is not a Manx phone number. Despite the fact that my phone number is a Manx phone number, it's not a Manx phone number, and therefore it wouldn't let me verify <laughs> my, my account. But, so I borrowed my partner's mo- mobile number from when she moved back here that she doesn't actually use because she's continuing to use a UK sim. But yeah, I'm back into Twitter finally. <laughs> <laughs> Way! Take that, Elon. Take that. <laughs> um, my, and my takeaway is don't tweet photos of Gillian Maxwell and Elon Musk at Elon Musk every day. Because I think that's what got me got me shadow banned for a, <laughs> a short period of time.
0: Uh, who'd have thought that? Who would have thought? So, from myself, Mr. Budget Pedderchop, from Mr. MacQuine. Say bye, Matt. Bye, Matt. It will be a tatty pie and good night for this week. Bye. Bye. Does a penguin build its house?
1: I don't know how does a penguin build its house. He glues it together. Of course he does. Of course he does. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we can have that. He glues it.
0: <laughs> it's yeah, it's fucking shit. But it's a joke.